Hello, everybody. I'm J.D. Lopez, the host of Left Hand Right Brain. It's a free-flowing, wide-ranging conversation that I have with artists doing interesting and creative things here in Denver and beyond. We talk about their personal stories, break down their creative process, and what motivates them. Spoiler alert, it's mostly spite. We talk about all these things and more while kicking back, cracking wise, and always having a good time. You can find old episodes and everything you need to know at lefthandrightbrainpod.com. The John of All Trades podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. speak. Start the show! It's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode 209. I'm your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And on this week's show, something very exciting. I get to reconnect with someone who I was pals with as a kid, but I probably haven't seen her since I was maybe 14 years old. That's right. My guest this week is Shalisa Powell. Shalisa, I met in sixth grade. We went to middle school together. Stick around to the end of this episode. I tell this fun anecdote that she remembers about us going to a haunted house, like in this big group when we were, I think, 13 years old. And I just recently reconnected with her through Melanie Uli and Jenna Santi, who you may remember I had on this show. They're the co-founders of Wink. They got connected up with Shalisa. They hit it off since then. And I decided to reach out to Shalisa to be on my show. And here she is. And she's got a fascinating story. She has done an absolute ton of work. Coming out of college, she was a dancer for the Nuggets. So we spent some time talking about what that process is like. She also got in on the ground floor with Pure Bar. Now, Pure Bar, you probably recognize from driving around virtually, oh, I don't know, anywhere, because that company has blown up. She was here with it from the get-go. She owned her own franchise in Boulder for like seven years. So we talk about the process of getting in on the ground floor, leveling it up, and then selling it. She does work with the Denver Hive at Bumble. And Bumble, I did not realize this, had three separate sort of streams. There's the dating app, which is the one I knew about. There's one called Bumble BFF, which is really interesting. That one's for like platonic friendship, which I think is challenging for a lot of adults. I mean, once you get out of college, how do you meet people? How do you become friends? It's the subject of one of my favorite movies. I love you, man. And then there's Bumble Biz, which is really exciting as well. Meeting cool people in business is not always the easiest thing to do. So if you can short circuit that process a little bit, that's terrific. She does work for dining out events, which does cool events like Chicken Fight or Top Taco. And she is in the middle of planning her most ambitious event yet. It's called The Wedding Party. And it's an event where multiple couples are going to get married at the same time. And this is not some weird hippie commune thing. This sounds like the ultimate party, where everything is taken care of for you. Where you have Denver's top restaurants, where you have premium spirits brands all sponsoring this. Everything's taken care of. There's music there. There's DJs. There's bands. If you're getting married at this event, you bring 100 people, you get 100 tickets sold, and everyone has a great time. It sounds amazing. It's happening in September. Shalisa is actually getting married as part of this, which is just mind-blowing to me. I can't imagine trying to put on a festival and then be a part of the festivities. That seems wild, but... She seems to have the energy and the know-how to do it, and I'm thrilled to see how it turns out. There's lots of links in there because Shalisa's still involved in fitness. She's teaching some classes. She's got her businesses, and she's got a really cool Instagram feed. So find all of those on the John of All Trades webpage. That's johnofalltrades.us, J-O-N of alltrades.us. I'm also on social media, so check me out across platforms. It's J-O-A-T-Pod. That's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. And I think that's enough plugging. Let's get to this week's show. Episode 209 features Shalisa Powell, a pal of mine from way back who is doing a ton of cool things here in the city. I'm thrilled to bring this one to you. I think you're going to love it. And it starts right now. Chase. Okay. I don't know. I don't know him because, uh, but I did meet one of them, and I've now forgotten his name. But uh, somebody that lives here, yeah, Blake. Yeah, Blake. I think so. Or Ben. God, I think it. Uh, he he was like a runner up on a season. Blake. It was Blake. Yeah. Um, he was guest hosting um, off the vine. Uh, it's a podcast on Podcast One mm-hmm. um, because she was out. She was like in the hospital, and so I ended up producing that. 
oh, cool. for them. Like just one episode. Like super young. Yeah. 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 Nice guy. And he was super there with, nice. um, I've forgotten her name now, but like, um, Miley Cyrus's sister. Brandy. Yeah. Brandy. They all hang out. Yeah. It yeah. was weird. And so like <laughs> she came in, I didn't know who she was, um, which I don't know if she liked or was annoyed by that. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Um, anyway, she was very, very nice. Uh-huh. They, they did a really fun show. Uh, Bachelor is not exactly my world, and so I knew nothing about it. But uh-huh. produced it for him. It was great. That's fun. But okay, so you were talking about Ben. Yes, I okay. work with Ben. Okay, and uh, what do you do with him? We're throwing a crazy festival this year. Is that is this the wedding thing? The wedding party. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is Shalisa Powell. My <laughs> old pal, right? I mean, what when was the last time we saw each other? Probably eighth grade? Was it even yeah, probably eighth grade. Because you went to a different high school, right? Yeah. Where'd you go? Devlin. Okay. Why why did you uh, leave from Golden and go over to Devlin? True story? Sure. My brother, who is older than me, got expelled from Golden. <laughs> really? <laughs> and my parents were like, uh, you're not going there. You're going to a different school. <laughs> uh, wild. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I remember we went to Bell together. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. Uh, then I'm like, okay, well, I guess Shalisa doesn't go here. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, we met in sixth grade. At Ralston, because I moved up there for sixth grade. Okay. And then, yeah, we were both like in Genesee. Genesee. Are your parents still there? No, they're in Golden. Okay. Well, no, actually, now they're in Westminster. All right. But they lived in Golden for a while. Okay. Mine, like we moved to Texas my junior year and then came back. My parents are still in Genesee. They love it. A lot of people are still up there or people's parents. Yeah. A lot of people's parents. If you like, I went up there for 4th of July because it's a great place to take your kids. Remember like the bike parade and all that? Yeah, the parade. Yeah. They still do that. Um, that and was that, my favorite it every was, year. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> and they have free beer because it's sponsored by Coors. I wouldn't have known that. Cause... Well, not at the time, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I know that now, so it's a great benefit. Yeah. Um, but no, so that's how we know each other. We got reconnected. We're here recording this at Wink. Mm-hmm. And you know Mel and Jenna. Yes. How'd you get connected with them? I When I started working with Bumble, okay. I just started reaching out to some women who are doing cool things in Denver. Oh, and yeah. And that's them. That's them. <laughs> um, I got a response almost immediately from Jenna. Nice. I think I was just like, hey, let's work together. And she was like, yes, come here now. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Uh, and we've been, I just love them. We've been friends since then. That's how it goes with them. Um, because when I met Mel, I was in my corporate gig and she was doing philanthropy expert. And we were introduced by this mutual guy, this guy named Kevin Jones, who's one of the weirdest cats you'll ever meet in your life. But we just hit it off immediately. And he was uh-huh. sort of like, it was kind of a bi Felicia thing with him. <laughs> <laughs> it was really too bad. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's how it is with them. Um, anyway, getting back to the wedding party. Yes. Okay. So tell me about that because that's got to be taking up a lot of your time and attention right now. It's taking up 99%. Jeez, really? We're right now. Okay. So the wedding, the festival itself is in September. Okay. So. And this is February? This is February 21st, 2nd. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, So March 1 will be six months out. And if you know weddings or have been married, you know that there's a lot that needs to happen prior. Yeah. Uh, And yes, I have been married. We planned it for about 11 months. Yeah. So um, trying to get dresses and things that need to happen right now. Well, first of all, explain the concept. Okay. And so like why... (laughs) So I understand uh, planning a wedding, but you're not just planning one wedding. No, no. We're planning 10 weddings. Okay. (laughs) All at the same time? It's a group wedding. Wow. Is this like some hippie thing? No. It's never been done before. I know. I'm being playful. (laughs) (laughs) I've read up on it, but for anyone who is unfamiliar with it, what you know, what's the elevator pitch? Well... Okay, so I just recently began producing festivals for Dining Out Magazine. Mm-hmm. We do food festivals mostly. So a couple food festivals around Denver. And I produce them with my now fiancé. Oh, nice. Okay. So we got engaged last summer during festival season. Congratulations. Thank you. And everyone was like, okay, what's the wedding? When? When is it? What are you going to do? Uh, and I just didn't want to have a wedding. Hmm. I've, I've had a wedding before, so I didn't feel the need to have a second one. Sure. Um, so the thing was, the joke was just 
tell everyone to buy tickets to your festival and we'll all go celebrate together because <laughs> nice. it's fun um, and everyone can enjoy that time. And it was the day after Top Taco, which is our biggest festival. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I actually saw that. Uh, that's a Stanley Marketplace this yeah. year, right? Yeah. Okay. I like them on Facebook and I saw them promote it. It's and crazy. so I marked myself as interested. Um, and I'm always interested in stuff. I have kids that are four and two, so uh-huh. whether or not I actually make it to things <laughs> is sort of up for debate. But yes. uh, that one looks cool because I love tacos. Good God. That's one that people actually mark their calendars, <laughs> sure. get a babysitter for because it's a good night. Yeah, yeah. sounds awesome. So it was the day after Top Taco. Jeff is my fiance. His sister and brother-in-law were in town, and they were like, we were having mimosas because we had a great festival, so we were celebrating. Mm-hmm. Um, we started talking about the wedding. He starts joking around about it. I start egging him on. And by, I don't know, a couple mimosas in, we had this idea for basically a festival surrounding a wedding. And we thought, if you're going to do a festival, then you might as well have more than one couple get married. Yeah. So why not have 12 uh, <laughs> and instead of having multiple weddings, let's do a group wedding. Like sounds weird and cultish, but uh-huh. if you do it right, the whole point of a wedding is to celebrate your commitment to be with your friends and family mm-hmm. and to have a really good party. Yeah. So we came up with this crazy idea for the wedding party. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it, it is a festival. So is this by invite only or can people like buy tickets and go watch strangers get married? So uh, all of the 10, we, we narrowed it down to 10 couples. Okay. Um, each couple is responsible for 100 tickets. Oh, nice. Um, all right. So they can have more than 100. But that's like their minimum. They got to buy a block of like They have to have at least 100. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and that's their buy-in. That's it. Sure. Uh, and that's not that hard. I mean, I had uh, 147 people at my wedding. Most are about 150. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we invited something. God, what was it? We had like 30% attrition rate. So we invited like 210. Thanks, mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we had like 60 say no. Thank God. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, that you if you think about this, you know, a lot of times when you do like charity events and stuff, it's uh-huh. like you get this block of tickets and that's... That can be a tougher sell, but it's your wedding. I mean, this this yeah. shouldn't be that difficult. People are going to come no matter what. Right. So that takes up around twelve to 1,500 tickets. And then we're opening 500 tickets to the public. <laughs> Wild. And they're called wedding crasher tickets. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so anyone can come. And so, I mean, this festival, about 2,000 people. Where is this being held? Polo Club. Okay. Either the Denver oh, wow. Polo Club or the Polo Reserve. We're in talks. Yeah, okay. I got you. So, okay. And then what does your ticket get you? Everything. Okay. Um, so it gets you entrance into the event. The event is going to have multiple... Well, we've got one main band, mm-hmm. um, but music in many different forms. Sure. There's some surprises I'm not telling. Of course. Um, DJs. It gets you all the food and drink that you could possibly desire. So we do food festivals. Yeah, yeah. So we're taking that concept and we're bringing it to a wedding. We've got 25 Denver restaurants. Righteous. That, wow. So any kind of food you could want. Um, they're all set up and serving you bites from their restaurant. Um, we've got, instead of doing bars, we work with liquor brands. Okay. So if you've been to any of our festivals, you don't go to a bar. You go to Patron's Palapa. They have set up and it's sure. all interactive and it's all the theme of everything that everyone will set up is love and commitment. Wow. All right. So yeah. you get music, food, liquor. And a bunch of people there celebrating the best day of their lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So this is a crazy ambitious plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and how's it been going? Every day there's something amazing that makes me so happy. And then something that makes me very stressed or very sad. <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's got to be a real roller coaster. It is. It is. Um, I haven't seen it yet, but um, have you seen the fire festival documentary? Oh gosh. Yes. Okay. <laughs> The thing, I, I was reading a Facebook thread on it, and one uh-huh. of my friends posted about it, and he does like film festivals, and he said the idea that they were going to do this in four months was madness, and people should have seen that as a con right then. Oh, every step along the way, it was like, we would have, there's no way we would have gotten even close to as far as they went. I mean, right. ridiculous. But actually, we're doing a big PR push right now, and one website said, is this the fire fest of weddings? <laughs> 
You're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> like, great, great, great. That's delightful. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, okay. So it's funny because I sort of pitched you out of the blue. You're doing yeah. PR right now. Mm-hmm. This couldn't have come at a better time then. Yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Right now is like our big push. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Amazing. How'd you get into doing festivals? Um, That's a good question. <laughs> Did you kind of fall into it? I fell into it. Really? Yeah. So I, for the last about year and a half, have been planning events Okay. Um, for Bumble. The dating mm. app. How'd you get hooked up with them? They found me on Instagram. Really? Yeah. Are you like an influencer? No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not not by not by any means, but okay. But I do have a couple of followers. Okay. And most of what I put out on Instagram is I mean, I've been doing fitness prior to this for a long time, mm-hmm. so it's very um, motivational, inspirational, female empowerment. That's sure. kind of my message of life. So they they found me on Instagram. Um, reached out to me as I was selling my business. So I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do these events. It's kind of like a part-time gig. Mm -hmm. Um, but I love the company and what it stands for. So I started doing events before fitness. My dream was to be a wedding planner. Oh, no kidding. (laughs) Get out. That's so funny. Now I don't want to be a wedding planner. anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Probably after this event. (laughs) So I've always been like organized and events have always kind of been interesting to me. And then I started dating Jeff, who has been throwing these festivals for a long time. He ended up parting ways with his producer and I know his events really well. And I've actually last year helped him a lot, just kind of behind the scenes. Mm. So this year I have taken over as producer. Okay. And have you enjoyed it the way you hoped you would? Yes. Yes. And I mean, I enjoy it. I guess it's hard when you're so, when you're taking on a lot of things Mm -hmm. to stop and remember that you enjoy it. But Uh, I, yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's kind of a forest for the trees kind of thing. Yeah. 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 When you're in the thick of it and you're wrapped around the axle, I I find that when I'm on writing projects a lot, Mm -hmm. I need someone else to look at it and go, is this even any good? Yeah. Like, is what I'm doing like, or am I just churning out crap? I can't even tell. Yeah. Or am I, is anything making sense right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, uh, okay. Have I, have I sequenced this event properly? Right. Because I, I can't even tell anymore. Yeah. Um, because I know I've done events for the longest time. I thought I wanted to be an event planner and do event execution. Uh huh. And I even lied about that. This is part of the origin story of this show, but I'll tell this briefly again. Uh, I lied on my resume and said I had event planning experience when really I just threw parties in college. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I had my first job. I'm an administrative assistant. And he says to me, okay, uh, it says you have event planning experience on your resume. Mm -hmm. I need you to plan our annual meeting. We have 400 people. Your budget is $15,000. Get us a venue. uh, Get us catering. um, And just handle the logistics, invitations, all that. And I go, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go have a heart attack <laughs> and then I'm going to start planning your event. And I just started figuring it out. I remember calling hotels and stuff and being yeah. like, who do I talk to? Like, I want to rent your ballroom, I think. And the, the, there was this lady at the Marriott, I remember, who was so nice and talked me through. She goes, okay, these are the questions you need to be asking everyone. That's awesome. And I ended up holding it at that Marriott because she was so nice to me. I don't even know if it was the best price, but mm-hmm. um, it ended up working out that way. Um, what was the learning curve like for you getting into this? I think I'm still figuring a lot of stuff out, Mm. but really I would say what I do is organize and manage and work with people, you know, meet Mm. people and figure out how we can work together. So in terms of that, I think those are kind of my skill sets, right? I've, I've managed people well. I'm very type A organized. Oh, good. Um, and I'm a people person. So in terms of that, I think that it's been, those things have been pretty good. I think for me, it's just making sure that I'm on the ball with a lot of things and also sure. making sure that my team is the best that they can be. I think managing people is uh, underrated because almost everyone ends up doing that. I've never actually had to do that in a direct way. I've managed mm-hmm. consultants yeah. and been a part of teams that way and, but I've never been directly responsible. Like I've never had direct reports, that kind of thing. Uh, and I've never wanted that. So I, I think anyone who can do that and do that well and motivate a team and get everyone to get on the same page vision-wise is a real skill. Yeah, I think a lot of people want to manage people, but 
it ends up being more about like when you're managing people, it's not about you at all. <laughs> you know, you have to be able to celebrate other people's wins. That's you have point. to be able to let people take over um, and make mistakes if they need to. Um, so it's really not about you at all. That's a great point. With I see that with my kids. I, yeah. was, I, was, <laughs> I was watching my daughter jump off this dinosaur at Cherry Creek Mall, you know, like that little play area. Mm-hmm. And she was jumping off again and again. And my mom was sitting next to me, like just cringing every time she would jump and land. And I go, mom, just, you've got to stop that. Okay. I can't prevent her from doing this. She's going to get hurt. Like, just watch. It's going to happen. And sure enough, she landed wrong, bent her toes back, uh-huh. hurt herself, started crying. I go, I knew that was going to happen, but she has to know that. Right. Yeah. That's the only way you're ever going to learn. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Kind of sitting back and letting people, letting people learn. I think I'm learning, so I have to allow people to do the same. One of the things that's also interesting about events, especially events people want to go to, right? Like Top Taco. Mm -hmm. The stuff that people want to go to, if you are managing that, you look at that, you go, man, it would be so cool to be a part of this, right? Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden you're working when everyone else is having fun. Yeah. Right? Is that a challenge? Uh, I think that the goal is that by the time the event comes around, you're working, but you're also enjoying. You, you've done enough leading up to the event that you're not stressing out, running around like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's where I fell down. Yeah. Because events that I did, I, I found myself having a heart attack during every single one of them, which maybe maybe my prep wasn't good. Who knows? Well, I didn't tell you this, but we're getting married at the wedding party. Oh, your party? Oh, geez. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure that I enjoy that day. So, wow. Okay. So you're like actor director here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. You've, you've added a whole different dimension of stress to this. I told you I'm a crazy person. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Um, you mentioned that, uh, you were selling your business at the time the Bumble came along. Yes. And that was like a pure bar studio, right? Pure bar, yeah. Okay. Um, how did you come to get involved with that? I found pure bar on a Craigslist ad. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I was working at an architectural firm, just like doing administrative work. And was this like out of college? This was a couple of years out of college. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wait a minute. So we got to back up a little <laughs> further because this is fascinating. Okay. To me. So you went to Evelyn High School. I did. <laughs> and then college. CU. Okay. CU. What was your degree in? I did like three years as a dance major. And okay. then last year I switched to sociology because my parents were like, what are you going to do with a dance major? <laughs> well, dance presumably, right? Or own a dance related business, which I ended up doing. <laughs> ah, take that mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, you certainly showed them in a roundabout way. Um, okay. So you get the degree in sociology. What came next? I danced. I danced for the nuggets. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah, we clearly hadn't been in touch since then. (laughs) Um, but I mean, we graduated same year. Facebook came around, I think when we were in college. It was when I was in grad school. After. Yeah. Which I'm. We're dating ourselves. I'm intensely grateful. I hope that's okay. (laughs) I'm intensely grateful for. Like yes. that, that, that didn't exist when we were in college. No. And I think even after college, we were doing MySpace, not Facebook. Yeah. I never had a MySpace account and I didn't get on Facebook until 2010 when mm. again, I lied on a resume and said I had social media experience. <laughs> it's kind of a theme with me. I never really put that together. That's great. <laughs> that's just, yeah. What a delightful character. Such a nice thing to learn about you. Yeah. That's wonderful. Uh, but give yourself a chance to sink or swim. Yeah. I yeah, like it. You'll, uh, you'll swim more often than not. And so, okay, you were a dancer for the Nuggets. So I danced for the Nuggets a couple Wh- of years. What was that like? It was awesome. Yeah, I'll It was bet. like my dream. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. But I heard it doesn't pay all that well. No. No? No. I While I did that, I um, did some, I led a competitive dance group okay. of kids. Um, and then I was a manager at Abercrombie. Wow. <laughs> so, okay, so I mean. You have to have a full-time job. Yeah, you have to kind of cobble it together, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. That's, that seems odd to me because like you've reached a a real high point in the profession yeah, and you find it's like, wow, okay. So no money for this still. Why is that? Uh, I have no idea. I mean, it's crazy with how much the athletes get paid Mm -hmm. that they pay the cheerleaders and dancers so little. Yeah. And I, I find that weird. And the, the argument that you hear is, uh, so many people want to do this that, you know, that people will do it for peanuts, right? And I go, yeah, but that don't make it right. No, 
Now, I am always skeptical when people say stuff like that. I, I am too. <laughs> it's like, that's no excuse for not paying someone a living wage Yeah. for like what should be a very good job. And so many people want to do it, but they pick, what, 20? Right. Out of the hundreds and hundreds that right. audition each year. So Wow, 20 out of the hundreds. Um, yeah. I, okay, we have to digress here. <laughs> Um, but I love the Nuggets. Yeah. I loved Dancing for the Nuggets. I'll bet. As coming right out of college, I wouldn't change it for the world. How confident were you going into that audition? Not very. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you had to be confident in your skill set. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there to begin with. Right? I danced in college, so I danced right. on our dance team there. Okay. So I felt like, honestly, college is very technical dancing, and I'm more style. Okay. So. Going into Nuggets, I was like, okay, this is more my thing. Okay, interesting. Um, and then what was that audition process like? How long did it last? Days. Days? Yeah. There's the first day. And, and you're not getting paid for the audition process either. No. Like, so you have to take off work. To it's go... weekend. It's weekend. But still, I mean, yeah. if you're managing an Abercrombie, like, yeah. weekend is like when the traffic when comes When you're in. working, yeah. My wife used to manage a Banana Republic. So, yeah. Like, yeah. I know when she used to work, and it wasn't... Like weekends were typically high time for her to go in. I think it was like one weekend and then you'd come during the week and then there was the finals. Okay. Uh, you came during the week and then the finals were public, open to, oh, to people. Just like to see how you do in front of a crowd? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Once you got into it though, we, did you go, okay, I think I got a shot at this. And like at what point did you go, I think I can be a part of this? God, it was so long ago. I don't know. Okay. Probably finals. Okay. I don't, I, I'm never overconfident about anything. Yeah, I have that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, even, even things that I'm, that I know I'm really good at. Yeah. I'm still kind of reserved about it. Then you can celebrate a little more when it happens for you. Yeah. I, yeah, I think if you go in a little overconfident and then you get it, it's like, there's not that feeling of elation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, okay. What made you know that it was time to wind down with the Nuggets? Uh, two years. It was, you know, 42 home games mm. plus practices. It's a yeah. lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> Ready to do something else at that point? Yeah, it was time. It okay. was time to move on. So you mentioned you found Pure Bar on Craigslist. So then I went to... I bartended. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Then I, you know, decided my dad and is an architect, so I was like, maybe I want to do that. Mm. Um, worked for an architectural firm, and I would sit on MySpace or Craigslist all day and just kind of like, I, was look, I wasn't looking, f I don't know what I was looking for, but I was looking for a side gig. Sure. And then there was this post on Craigslist. I was always in fitness, so it said dance-based fitness. Nobody knew what bar was at the time. Right. This was 2009. Interview to teach this dance-based fitness. So I was like, okay, I could probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll bet I could crack this code. Uh-huh. So I met Lindsay yeah. Teets, who is the owner of the Cherry Creek Studio. Yeah, who we talked about right before we got on mic. Because uh -huh. you mentioned, like, we had talked about Pure Bar. And uh, I met her, I, and I'd heard her name forever because she was in the same class as my wife at her high school. And we were talking about just how small this town is. So small. Yeah, it's wild. So we always say we met on Craigslist, Lindsay and I. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, she hired me to teach. We flew to Nashville. Yeah. I took my first pure bar class in Nashville, Tennessee. Had no idea what I was getting into. Luckily, I loved it. Good. What did you love about it? It's got a little bit of dance. It's very music-based, so mm -hmm. that works well for me. Yeah. Um, it's so hard. It's like... The, one of the most challenging workouts I've ever done. I've heard that. But in a way that I like because I liked how it was toning my body. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. So not only sort of the mechanics of it, but the results you were getting. Yeah. Wow. All yeah. right. Great. So Cherry Creek Studio opened that. That ended up being the first official franchise for Pure Bar. The very first? It was licensed before that. Okay. And so Cherry Creek was the first franchise. Wow. So the founder and creator moved to Colorado when we opened, and that became a franchise. And then people started announcing that they were opening in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And so my best friend and I were like, let's do this. Wow. Nobody had Boulder yet, so we asked to open in Boulder. Nice. And then we did it. And how did it do? I mean, what was it like building up this sort of franchise that very few people knew about? I mean, bar a decade ago. Yeah, 
It was hard. I mean, our first day we had two people. Oh wow! <laughs> Nowadays, Pure Bar is open, and they've they've got they've already sold hundreds of packages. Right, and I mean, there's yeah, there's like zillions of them everywhere. Yeah, like, like you drive around, and I mean, you can barely go a few blocks without seeing a Pure Bar studio. So Boulder, I think, was number thirty. Okay. And there's over five hundred at this point. Good lord. Yeah. All right. So how do you uh, build it up? Uh, a lot of it was word of mouth. Okay. A lot of it was getting people in the door. So um, did you have these two people and they told two people and yeah. they told two people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did an article. Um, we opened in December and in February, the Daily Camera did a workout of the week on us. Oh, nice. Okay. So that was a huge because most of our clients who are still currently clients, February 2011 came because of that article. Wow. All yeah. right. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. I mean, that, and that's the power of earned media, which is like sort of a commercial for what I do, um, because people will talk about advertising, and then there's earned media. Mm-hmm. The amount that you can get in column inches, if if you were to take out like a half page ad or a full page ad, what does that cost? Right. Because no one ever wants to pay you for your earned media services. <laughs> They're just like, oh yeah, you just talk to reporters and stuff. It's like, yeah, but think about the value that you're getting. Oh, huge value. It's wild. In the whole time that we owned it, we owned it for seven years before we sold it. We never bought advertising. Oh, nice. Good for you. Yeah. Okay. So, wow, you did that for seven years. You grew it over time and then you sold it. How did you know it was time to wind that one down? Well, there's kind of like a lot that happened in the seven years. Um, A couple years in, my business partner and I both became master teachers for Pure Bar. Oh, nice. um, And started working on the corporate end. Um, So we traveled... We trained teachers. We, you know, kind of became any anything that went out to studios. We were we had a part in helping create it. Mm. Um, so that was amazing. And kind of how I don't know. I, I learned a lot from that. Um, and then as things started to change with corporate, uh, we just saw we saw a change. We saw stuff happening. Mm. We still love the workout, but for us, it just felt like it was the right time yeah. to sell. We also had a buyer who was interested. Um, which is very helpful. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'll that'll help. We didn't have to do a search for a buyer. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you see that in companies. Companies grow and they evolve and they change, and it's not always necessarily proper to couch it as it grew for the better or grew for the worse. It just grew differently. Yeah, and if you're in a franchise, franchises are meant. They're not meant to be. I think franchises are healthy when they're being bought and sold. When oh. new people are coming in, I read an article once and it was like the sign of a healthy franchise is when you've got a lot of, you know, there's movement happening. Sure. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. People see that as attractive and they go, okay, this is, this is really good, but I think I can put my own sort of unique flavor on this. Yeah. And if you have people who want it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's great. You know, <laughs> right? and people want to own a pure bar studio. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, um, I mean, going to, to dating here for a second. Anytime you have that stink of desperation on you, uh-huh. people go, mm, no, I don't, I don't think so. Right. But if, if, if you are sort of confident in doing your own thing, people go, I am drawn to that energy. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, that's, that's a great point. One thing I've always been curious about with people who do fitness professionally, you're teaching these pure bar classes and you said you like the way it's toning your body and it's one of the most challenging workouts that you do. Yeah. When you're doing that like every day. Is that putting wear and tear on your body in a different way? Some fitness professionals, yes. Okay. Pure Bar is the most safe workout you can do. Oh. It's completely non-impact. Um, nice. So it's not. I mean, luckily for me, that that is a workout that you can do every day. Nice. Uh, and without the risk of injury. Without like wrecking your knees or your yeah. back or whatever, yeah. right? I've also, now I currently teach spin. And that to me is something that like I need to recover from. I need to go get my knees licked at like, <laughs> and I'm not young anymore. So th- that's a workout that I can't do every day. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's interesting about Pure Bar. Uh, yeah. I've always wondered that with like people who do, I, you know, I don't know, like a Les Mills class or something, yeah. you know, if you're doing body pump, that, that seems like it would break your body down if... Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of workouts there out there that it's like they're not meant to be done in excess. Right. So it kind of depends on what you're doing. Yeah, no, of course. But yeah, if you're teaching multiple times a day, I was wondering just yeah what the grind was like on your body. Yeah, for pure bar and when you teach pure bar you don't work out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's I'll bet kind not. of like built in. You're you're not supposed to. 
So you set people up and then you move around the room. Oh, okay. Because it's very hands-on. Oh, okay. So I just came from teaching class and I just... Oh, and you're cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Is it challenging for you? um, You know, you said 99% of your time is spent on this uh, wedding event. Mm -hmm. Um, And given that you have such a fitness background, is it ever a challenge for you to get to the gym? I mean, you said you're teaching spin and you're still teaching pure bar? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I said 99% of the time, just because I, I use up 120% of my time. <laughs> gotcha. Um, it is really hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I think that's been for me this year with the festivals has been the biggest difficulty is because I don't have that, you know, my life before was, I would go to any workout I wanted at any time during the day <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, I've got meetings all day and, I'm struggling to fit in my own workouts. Yeah, you're you're sitting in front of a computer, right? Yeah, and a lot of it is meetings. Like I'm oh, running from yeah. meeting to meeting. I was thinking about this today, and people assume that because I host a show and because I'm in public relations and all that, people mm-hmm. assume I'm like this huge extrovert. Oh gosh, yeah. Which I'm not. Like I'm <laughs> I'm total introvert. Uh huh. Same. You really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does that surprise people when they find it out? If you know, if you've known me for a long time, you know that I'm an introvert. Mm. If you met me in the last year, it probably surprises you yeah. because I'm very now with everything I do. I'm always at events. I'm always with people. Yeah. Yeah. How do you recharge? Being by myself. Yeah, me too. They say that's a sign of if you're an introvert or an extrovert, right? I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah. It's like, where do you draw energy from and mm-hmm. what draws your energy down? Yeah. And being out and being with people like draws me down something like this though like this always charges me back up yeah but i i need to be by myself like i remember i had one boss in my corporate gig who used to love to get everyone together in a conference room and just like do this huge group grope for like (laughs) group grope yep (laughs) i I mean metaphorically (laughs) of course But uh, would just throw all the ideas out, you know, sort of cast the net out and then just drag whatever everyone threw out back in there. Mm-hmm. I am at my worst in that kind of environment. I just, I am not creative. I'm exhausted by the sort of interpersonal dynamics. Right. I need to go back to my desk and think about it mm-hmm. and like, let me present to you some ideas. Yeah. So like that, that's much more sort of how I am. But it sounds like, I mean, you're in meetings all day and then you have to do events but it sounds like you get some time to yourself, do you? Yes. Less so now, Less maybe? Less so now. I think I'm now I'm kind of like an extroverted introvert. Okay. Um, so because I do get a lot of energy from teaching classes. Oh, sure, yeah. Which is, you know, a lot of people. But fitness for me is where it's surprisingly where I get most of my energy. Funny. Um, That's why I've continued to do it. We touched on dating here real quick. Yeah. And one thing that I'm interested in too is because when, again, going back to when we were younger, Mm -hmm. uh, the internet wasn't really a place to meet people or start dating. Not at all. No. I mean, like anyone who did that was sort of like viewed as creepy. Creeper. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But that's like how people meet each other now. Yeah. And so I'm curious, given that you work at Bumble... Um, what is it like, and especially now that you're engaged, what is it like looking at dating culture in 2019 versus say in the past? It's really interesting because there's still, which surprises me, there's still this resistance towards online dating or using apps. There still is. I think a lot of people embrace it, but, but maybe publicly they're not like wanting to tell people that they're, they met somebody on Bumble or that's how they're finding people, which is so surprising to me because everybody is finding people through some sort of app or on the internet. Right. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to do you the disservice of naming a bunch of your competitors, but I've had friends, you know, say they met on this app Uh or they met on this site or whatever. Two of my really good friends met on one of them and I can't even remember which one. But they met because in one of their bios, he said he hated the Eagles, like, uh-huh. like the band, the Eagles. <laughs> and she goes, oh, that's good. Like, cause I also hate the Eagles. And so they met that way. They hit it off and now they're married. They have three kids. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Yeah. But like you give people a really nice snapshot of who you are instead of like, in my estimation, just looking at this from the outside in, because I haven't dated in 15 years now. Right. 
it seems like you get to short circuit a lot of stuff, like where you're talking about the weather and you're talking about traffic and stuff the first time you meet someone. Like you're still going to do that, but at yeah. least you know kind of who they are. It's like, this guy hates the Eagles. You're right. <laughs> right? There's and, a reason why I want to talk to this person. Right. <laughs> yeah. This, uh, this one, this one woman that my friend wanted to date, she ended up not responding to him, but the, the quote that she put, like quotes you like was, yeah. it was from, uh, Chauncey Billups doing that blackjack pizza commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a photo of him. Like there's like animated pizzas floating above him and he goes, look at all these delicious pizzas. <laughs> she wrote that <laughs> dash Chauncey Billups. Oh my god! And I'm like, that's someone I'd want to talk to too. Right. That's too funny. Yeah. But still this resistance, what do you think that's about? I don't know. I can't really tell it. I can't because also I, I haven't used an app. I did yeah. used to use apps, but it's funny. Everywhere I go, people are talking about it, especially this month around Valentine's mm. Day. I would sit at coffee shops. I do a lot of work at coffee shops. I do too. Everyone's on the app. Everyone's on an app. They're talking about a date that they went on. They're talking about who they're swiping on. Huh. So I don't know. Maybe the, it's shifting. Yeah. Um, and I think apps like Bumble are doing a really good job to help that shift because Bumble, to me, it just is presenting itself in such a different way. Mm. In what way is it different? Because I, I don't have a ton of familiarity with it, as you might imagine. So Bumble is a female first app. Oh, okay. So no matter what, who you're swiping with, the woman always initiates the conversation. Oh, interesting. So okay. it puts kind of women, women first. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, I was thinking about the show master of none. Mm hmm. Where on one of the apps, uh, his opening line was heading to Whole Foods, want me to pick up anything. Uh huh. <laughs> I think is a pretty good it's opening line. It's a good line. opening line. It's yeah. not bad. Have you heard any good opening lines in, in your role with Bumble? Anything spring to mind? Ugh, not that I can think of. I always get asked, like, what's the, what's a good opening line? Mm -hmm. Mostly by men. I'm sure. I always tell them well, to be funny. I'm like, just say something funny or, or like the Chauncey Billups quote. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was a woman with that one. Yeah. Uh, Girls are funnier than guys. Yeah, they, <laughs> yes. Especially in 2019. <laughs> like very much so. Uh, I think it's probably always been true. Yeah. But especially today. The one line I heard that I really liked also was, um, and this is from a man to a woman. <laughs> it's, uh, please rank the Fast and Furious movies in order of preference. <laughs> <laughs> I thought uh, that's funny. And if she responds to that, yeah. yeah, she'll be in your wheelhouse. Right. Yeah. My best friend was, she's found someone now, but she, when she was dating, it's like, if anyone had an anchorman quote, that was an immediate, <laughs> I want to talk to this guy. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause that's our favorite movie. So yeah, no, that's good. And what's so funny is, uh, have you been to San Diego recently? It's been a while. They all still quote it out there. You'd think they'd be tired of it's it by now. It's the best now. movie ever. It's like <laughs> it's so funny though. It's like 15 years old. Yeah. And they're still way into it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. So and also Bumble is changing dating apps because it's not just a dating app anymore. I don't know oh. if you know that. No. So we have three platforms. Wow. Bumble Date. Okay. The typical. Um, Bumble BFF. Oh. Which is friends. <laughs> so it's only. It's mostly women on Bumble BFF, but you only are meeting women. Okay. And it's only in a friendly way. Um, cool. Obviously. Just total platonic way. Yes, exactly. So BFF is huge. I'll bet. I've met so many women who have had so much success meeting people like if they move to a new city oh, on sure. Bumble BFF. And I think that's that's a really cool evolution too because in like 2009, one of my favorite movies, one of the most rewatchable ones for me is I Love You, Man. Uh-huh. Um, it's so hard making new friends as yeah. an adult. And uh -huh. you hear that all the time. There's like a BuzzFeed list every day in my Facebook feed about that. Mm -hmm. Right? So, wow, what a great idea. So Bumble BFF. And then the third platform is Bumble Biz. Hmm. It's a business networking platform. Wow. Okay. And, I mean, you said BFF is going gangbusters. How's the biz one doing? I think it's doing really well. Wow. Um, that one... Is the newest platform, but it's been around for over a year now. I do events for Bumble, mm -hmm. so a lot of my events are are business networking events. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, oh wow, that's funny. Yeah, I should have uh, I should have boned up on this a little bit more. That's okay. I'll, I'll teach <laughs> yeah. the ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're born teacher, even if it's not fitness, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I find the Bumble for parents is uh, just hoping your kids' friends, their parents don't right. Suck. <laughs> 
we, <laughs> we, yes. we had a birthday party for my four-year-old. And we'd never met most of these parents who were coming over. And we're like, okay, please don't suck. And we did this whole, like, breakfast taco thing. And it's like, Yum. they show up. It's just, like, we have a bounce castle in the backyard. We have, you know, some stuff for them all to do. And they show up. They're like, oh, cool. Wow, breakfast tacos. Oh, and there's beer here in the morning? <laughs> Great. And we're like, okay, you guys are all right. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's it's always a crapshoot. And it's it's kind of funny with these apps. They're They're taking... Um, they're taking some of the mystery out of it, which I think is the scariest part. Definitely. And allowing you to put yourself out there without being in an awkward situation. Like you can yeah. be on your couch putting yourself out there. You can, you know, be in your pajamas looking for a job on Bumble <laughs> um, or meeting somebody on Bumble. And, and, and it kind of gives you a little bit more courage to put yourself out there. Nice. Um, and then my goal is to get everyone to meet in real life. Yeah. Yeah, in real life. Let's mm-hmm. let's get off of our phones and let's all get together. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay, so you've got a ton coming up. You mentioned Top Taco. You've got other events yes. coming up. And those are all before the wedding event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wedding event is the end of my festival season. Okay. And then what? Is it uh, time for a Coke and a Smile? Maybe some downtime? Yeah, some somewhere, another country, hopefully. Oh, perfect. Okay. Mm. All right, well... I think that's as good a place as any to stop. This is when we do plugs on the show. So plug the wedding event, plug any event you want. How can people get in touch with you? Uh, Anything at all? It's all you. Okay. So Denver Hive on Facebook is the Bumble, um, the place to find everything that's going on with Bumble. I do one event a month. It's sometimes dating, sometimes BFF, sometimes biz. I will always tell you what it is before you come, <laughs> um, but I list all my events on the Denver Hive. So if I come to a biz event, my wife's not going to go, why are you going to a Bumble event? Yes, exactly. <laughs> right, got it. Bring her with you. Yeah, perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's Bumble. Also, download the app. Try the other ones. You can take date off and be on BFF and biz and be completely off of date. So oh, cool. I'm encouraging people to do that. Uh, fitness. I teach at Pure Bar at Cherry Creek. Um, and then I also teach at Rush Cycle, which is the spin studio in the Highlands. Okay. Um, so I'm there multiple times per week. That's my, that's my happy place. So come see me when I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, and then dining out events. First festival of the season is Chicken Fight, which nice. is fried chicken and bourbon. Oh, my. And uh, some country music. That is May. It's the Thursday before Memorial Day, May 23rd. Okay. Top Taco, June 27th. Both of those are 21 and up. So get a babysitter, have a night out, take a lift. (laughs) 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 Um, We have a new festival. I have another new festival this year. Love it. It's called Rare, and that is the Denver Steak Championships. Oh, geez. So we have all of the top Elways, Del Frisco's. Garden Grace, anyone you can think of who does amazing steak in Denver, they're competing for the best steak. Jeez. That's August 15th at the Galleria. We're partnering with Denver Health. It's going to be an amazing event. Jeez. The wedding party is September 1st. Okay. If you want to find out about it. Also, we're looking for two more couples. Wow. So. So if you're looking to get married and want to take some of the planning out of it, right? All the planning out of it. It's most of the expense. Wow. Yeah. It's the wedding party dot love. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's so funny with all these extensions now. Like everything used to be dot com. Yeah. You know, and now it's like dot love dot agency dot well, dot com was taken. I don't know by who, but well, sure. <laughs> dot com's always taken. That's why I'm John of all trades dot us dot us. See, yeah, you could be dot love if you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be an interesting brand pivot for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, okay, before we get out, I, and I will have links to all that on John of all trades. Oh, and US. link to me. Yes. My Instagram. Oh, perfect. Yes. Shalisa underscore P. Okay, perfect. Well, we will do that yeah. as well. When I publish this, I put it across platforms as well. So make sure to tag it. Give it lots of love. Of course. Um, it's uh, I'm at J-O-A-T pod across platforms because John of all trades was gone. So <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, you know what? I'll get it across platform. No one's going to have J-O-A-T pod. No. Okay. Before we get out of here, I got to share one memory with you. Okay. Um, we It was Halloween one year. I want to say seventh grade. Okay. We all went to a haunted house. It was like you, it was me, Carson, Dax, yes. Shelly Ballinger, Allison Barrett. All of our people. Yeah. Like Colleen Blair. Yeah. Like uh-huh. Christy, everyone. <laughs> um, and 
I remember this, like, for whatever reason, you and I ended up in the back of the group. Was okay. I freaking out? Yeah. <laughs> All of you were. Like me, it was high times for Carson, Dax, and I. Uh. <laughs> um, because there were like, there were seven girls and like us three guys. And so, yeah. like, I was pretty scared too, but less scared because everyone was huddled around me. <laughs> it was great. You and I ended up at the back. <laughs> we're at the back and I turn around and there's a guy following us, like some zombie guy dragging a leg. Uh-huh. And I go, um, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> and it was either you or Shelly. You turn, you look, you scream, run to the front of the pack, and I'm back there by myself. <laughs> it was too funny. But do you remember that haunted house? I do remember the haunted house. I feel like we waited in a really long line for that. Yes. Extremely long. Was it like all long. the way around a building? It was like in a mall. Yes. Yeah. I remember. I remember that vividly. So um, that's funny. <laughs> uh, and I hadn't thought about that in years, but as I was prepping for this, I'm uh-huh. like, uh, yep, that was one time when we hung out, and that was really, really fun. Uh, terrifying and fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was fantastic. Well, I'll tell you what, Shalisa, this was a real pleasure. I'm glad we got to reconnect. Thanks for having me. This is great. You bet. And continued success to you. Thank you. And that wraps up episode 209 of the John of All Trades podcast. Thank you to Shalisa Powell for taking some time out of her busy schedule. She's got so many ventures going, and it was just a delight to get to catch up with her once again after all these years. You can find links to everything that Shalisa's doing on the John of All Trades webpage. That's J-O-N of all trades.us. You can also find us on social media, J-O-A-T pod across platforms. That's Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. Facebook and LinkedIn are the only places where you'll find the first job series. Those go up on Mondays. New episodes drop on Wednesdays. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, a billion other podcatchers, and of course the homepage. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. That's my business. I do training, content, engagement, and podcasting. Basically, if you're looking to tell your business's story or looking to connect with people in a brand new way, I can help you do that. D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. If you're doing anything online, go to 4 Degrees. That's our sponsor, the number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. Whether you are building a website, creating some messaging, doing social media marketing, or online advertising, 4 Degrees is an award-winning firm. They just took home a bunch of awards for campaigns that they ran this year. It's well-deserved because there's no one better in this space than 4 Degrees. The number 4, D-E-G-R-E dot E-S. I'll be back here very soon with brand new content, so stay tuned to all the social media channels for that. And until I hear you again, say goodnight, Tracy. That's good, Johnny. The John of All Trades podcast is a part of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. speak.